we look forward to that. So today, um, I want to talk a little bit about our mind and the experience, the essence of the experience we are having uh, in this embodied form and how we get to that place and stay in that place, um, particularly as the holidays are upon us. And there's a lot of movement. People are wanting to get out and do things. And yet this COVID is still kind of lingering around us and still doing something. And so we're all in this kind of inflex state of how it is that we're entering into the world and moving ourselves back. And there's a lot that's going on in our minds to hold this space. And for the holidays, it will be nice for us to be able to drop some of our mind activity. So I wanna just have a little, talk a little bit about that. So the truth is that we see the world reflected through our mind. So we, our senses experience the world, but then our mind gives context to it and puts, assigns language to it, whether it's even a, a, a sensory, a feeling we have or um, a, a scent that we smell, everything that comes through us is then um, interpreted through the lens of our prior experiences and it's cataloged as another experience. And generally we give some sort of context to it of that's sweeter than or more difficult than or um, brighter than we give. The way that we understand it is in relationship to something that we're carrying in our memory, which is we're holding in our mind. So essentially all of our experiences are being filtered through our mind and our mind is giving the context of what is happening. Um, and consciousness, which is what we're working towards, what we're endeavoring to enter, means transcending the limitations of the thoughts and not allowing our thoughts to be the reference point through which we have our experience. So our mind is this mirror. Ram Dass talks a lot about, talked a lot about the mirror. I think he even has a book out about the mirror of our soul or the mirror of something, but that everything that is happening is happening through this one side of this mirror that we're seeing into the world. And the mirror is facing, the reflection is coming from the outside in. And what we want to do is access the other side of the mirror, which is the inside. We wanna have an experience of an internal sensory experience, not an one that is influenced by the exterior. So cleaning the mirror off, how do we get this mirror to be reflecting our outside experience, but still allowing us to have an experience that is deeper than just what's happening around us or through our senses. There is another layer of sensory experience for this essence of the spirit that we are that is not tactile sensory. This is why the sadhus and the babas do pratyahara, which is the practice of removing yourself from your senses. This is why they sit in dark caves this is why they will take themselves, remove themselves from even any noise and sound around because all of those are impressions that are relating to our mind and then giving us some internal dialogue and how to remove ourselves from those external sensory impressions to get to the underneath experience that is really the divine self that we talk about, our connection with divinity, our piece of the whole, is happening underneath of that. So how do we get to that other side of the mirror? How do we pick up in this very nuanced place without 
allowing our mind to give to be the context maker of our experience. So contemplation, which is how we think through things, we sit and contemplate how we're feeling, what's happening around us. This is all another mind construct. So some of us will think, well, I'm in a very peaceful way, contemplating, allowing things to come and go. We're still tracking our experience through the mind. Still the mind is using its context to decide what's happening for us, no matter how contemplative we are, no matter how mindful we are, as long as we're still utilizing the senses, sensory world to give context to our life, we are shrouding the essential essence of our being from being the experience that we're having. So the contemplation piece isn't about self. You can't contemplate yourself. You can't experience yourself through the lens of something else that you've had as a memory. You have to experience yourself in the clean place of not using external sensory memory-based experiences. So how do we get underneath of that place? How do we get to that backside of the mirror so that we can have this experience of being in an expanded state that doesn't have boundaries? that doesn't have the boundaries are the limitations of our prior experiences. When we live in memory, we're living in a cage. We can only have the experiences that have been contained by our memory that tell us this is how it is, this is, how, this is the other border. These are our boundaries from which you're going to have an experience. And the experience that we want to enter into is beyond those boundaries. It doesn't have an experience, but because we don't, have the experience of that boundlessness in a regular way, in an ongoing way, we don't know how to reach into it naturally. So we hold on to the mind's experiences and use those as our gauge, as our guideline, but those are boundaries, they're barriers. We have to hop over those into the expanded state. There is no, when there is no experience of that expanded state, it's very difficult for us to touch the divine nature that we are. So when people are struggling with their own uh, merging with the divinity, how am I coming out of the divine nature? If you aren't having a sense of your own essence, you won't feel as connected to the whole. That's consciousness is the connection, the deep connection to the whole. And when we are connected to the whole, we have a sense of, we start to see the glimmers of where our divinity is bleeding in and emerged and meshing with the divine of the cosmos. And we start to feel this potential that is a part of us that has no limitation. Sure, we have bodily limitations. We have all sorts of things that we could consider limitations, but the soul is not limited by those things. So we want to keep stepping beyond that. We want to have the knowingness and the experience of the expanded nature. Because when we use our mind and our memory as our gauge, as our reference point, the mind is endless. It's a loop of patterns and memory that's endless. So we are in a constant state of remembering how something is judged up against something else. And there's never a place to jump outside of that and to allow for an expanded experience that isn't contracted or controlled by the memories 
guidelines. What's happening in the mirror of the mind keeps us engaged for this whole lifetime. It's endless. The thoughts and the emotions will go on in a constant loop. Stepping outside of that loop requires us to see the backside of this mirror, to have the reflection into the soul space instead of the exterior space that we live in, which is beautiful. But it is a, a constant reflection and, and comparison of what has come before, not of what is the unknown that is the expanded space. And we want the experience of the divine expanded space in our day as much as possible. We still have to operate in this finite world of the tactile. There's still responsibilities that we have, but we want to be able to enter and exit the space of the infinite at will, that it doesn't have to be just, it happens, oh great. It should be one where we can actually choose to enter into it. One of the practices that we practice at Isha um, is a thing called Isha Kriya, which is totally, I'll send out the link to this. This is totally available to everyone. It's an online, um, like a 10 minute practice chanting. It has own chanting in it, but the main chant of the Isha Kriya is, I am not the body, I am not the mind. And it means that I am not a product of my memory. I am not an accumulation of things. I am something beyond that. I am something beyond just the accumulation of the deeds and the blessings that have come to me and also the defaults that have happened, the deficiencies in my life. I am not that. Those are things that are just parts of me that come and go. I am something beyond that. I am not the body. I am not the mind. And if you are looking for a very simple chant that helps to remind you of this notion that we can be here now in this body with this mind and have an expanded experience of our humanness and our divinity as they're meshed together, this is a really beautiful way to do it. I will include this link um, when I send out our email for this week, because this aliveness that we're talking about it's the fundamental source of our divining essence where we get to have the experience of the divinity that we carry with us, the spark that's with us, the spark from which we came, the whole, the cosmic whole from which we are a simply a spark of, a piece of. We want to go back to that. That's going back to home. It's feeling the, the entirety and the, the possibility of living in this very subtle essence all the time. Our life is very gross, not in a negative way, but in an energetic way. It's very dense. Being in this body brings us to the densest possible experience that we can have. And so for us to cultivate an experience of a more subtle way of interacting with ourselves into the whole of the consciousness is an important practice. And so Isha Kriya is one that I would like to recommend to you. Another thing I would like to talk about is that there's a, um, a very, there are two times of the day when you have an opportunity to really notice yourself slipping into a state, I'm gonna call it pleasantness. And one is in the morning, just as you're waking up before you've gotten out of bed, before you've set your sight on what has to happen for the day, there's a just a waking up 
few minutes, maybe it's only a minute for you, where you just feel in that bed, there's all this potential for the day, you have not yet begun to engage, and you're still lying in this very sweet space of moving out of sleep into awakened state. And there's a pleasantness that you feel that isn't sensory in the sense that it's not coming through your body as I'm feeling my body on the bed. It's a deeper sense of I'm in a scent in a place of contentedness in this moment. I know all of you have felt this because it's a really unchi kind of feeling and it happens in the morning just as we're coming out of our sleeping state. And it also happens just as we go into sleep at night. If we pay attention as we're easing ourselves just before you're in the awakened state and the sleep state, there's a place almost a floating where you feel you're moving into it and there's a, a lightness, a subtleness of being. These are the, this is the pleasantness that I'm talking about that is the experience outside of this denser physical experience that we're having. And for us to cultivate being in that state of pleasantness, another way to get this that is used in spiritual circles um, is fasting. And people say, why is it necessary not to eat? What's happening when you're not eating? Because when you're not eating, there's a definite um, knowingness of how we are separate from our body. Our body and having its cravings and its hunger becomes this entity that needs something. And we can feel ourselves separate from that and as you then come out of fasting and you feed yourself, there is a pleasantness in this space, not about filling up your stomach, but about the satiation of this um, bringing the body spirit back together. There's a moment when you feel just the, oh, just having that taste of something, a morsel of something gives you another whole level of experience. It's that space that I'm talking about a staying in, getting in, recognizing, cultivating. It's a pleasantness. It's even happens when you're really, really thirsty. You've been on a hike or you've been somewhere and you're really, really thirsty and it's not giving yourself enough liquid to feel full from it. It's the first sip of it when you have it and you just are like, oh, something else is occurring in your system and you feel that pleasantness and that association with something outside of the ordinary way that we are with our body and how we are in the world. We wanna to learn to stay with that pleasantness. There's, we call them the sandhyas. They're the four times of the day when energetically our planet within the solar system, within the cosmos has an opening of the energy. And that happens at sunrise, sunset, noon and midnight. And often we will have our meditations and our spiritual disciplines happening around those sandhyas because it's an easier way to enter into this state of pleasantness that I'm speaking of. And so you might, even if you, <clears throat> excuse me, set your watch or a clock to have yourself waking um, or being in a state of awareness on those two or three or four of those times, sunrise, sunset, noon, and midnight, you will notice that you have an opportunity to go into a space that it's open. It has an openness for you already. So getting into the feeling and the sensation of this pleasantness is easier. And the more we practice how it feels to be in that space, the more we can call it to ourselves and we can have that space be part of our movement throughout the day. 
So utilizing Isha Kriya, utilizing, not snacking and eating and drinking throughout the day. I know there are a lot of practices that have you taking small bits of things. If you want to start having the experience of separateness with your body and your spirit having a separate experience, we need to give spaciousness between eating and spaciousness between our drinking. So the ashram, we only eat twice a day. There aren't, and there's very little snacking in between. The strict the people following it strictly do not eat anything in between the, the brunch meal that we have um, between the 10 and 11 a.m. and the evening meal that we have at 7 p.m. Everything else is clean. So your system is not spending its energy on the digestion and on other things. You're allowing an emptiness in yourself that then gives the spaciousness for this feeling of pleasantness and this comparison contrast of removing your, putting your body just a little bit out here, holding your body just at a slight distance from you so that the essence of you is having the experience of pleasantness. The body's doing whatever it's doing out here. How do we separate those two? This is a really important practice for us as we move into a state where we want to start having string together more of these experiences of our expanded nature we have to move ourselves away from the mind giving context and a constant dialogue about what's happening around us because that overshadows this state of pleasantness and this state of, um, of being almost floating. So take some time this week, ladies, as we go into our holiday week, as we're approaching Christmas and the craziness around us of really Take, set your clock, set your watch so that you can take advantage of the sandhyas. Take yourself around your mealtime, giving yourself the spaciousness to have a different experience when you first take food, that you're actually hungry to eat. You're not eating out of habit, that you're hungry so you can have that moment of such appreciation and such um, acknowledgement of the space as we take something in that's needed, but it isn't just another thing. And that we're in this state of recognizing, removing ourselves and having pleasantness of experience permeating our being and see how you enter into that and allow that to become a norm for us and for yourself as we experience our fullness and our contact and our merging and our peace that we are of the divine that we are of the whole let's have that experience be the way we walk through the world this week 